We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Chris Russell and Pete Medhurst on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. 301-230-0980. That's how you get to us here in the final hour. Bringing in gold today, top of the hour, right here on the Team 980. Streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. We'll touch on the baseball playoffs a little bit later on this hour. Russell's dumb dumb of the day is straight ahead as well. Taylor Heineke and Aaron Rodgers. It looks like a complete M&M man on paper. It looks like a mismatch on paper. But, you know, Heineke is, again... He's like he's that guy that brings out the enthusiasm of the fans. Um, I'll be interested to see what the uh, the head count is coming up this week to see if uh, Heineke coming out there uh, inspires anybody to come out in a burgundy and gold color, maroon and white. Do we know what colors they're wearing yet this week? I don't know. Uh, and you with the ninetieth, all the alumni that are coming in, yeah, to town. I mean, because it was white earlier in the year, white tops earlier in the year, supposedly because it's hot, which it was then it was the blacks were at dallas then it was the burgundy for the tennessee game Mm -hmm. uh what is it black white burgundy right my guess would be it would be burgundy again that's what the when they would have the homecoming slash alumni weekend in years past they would wear the the uh, throwback uniform right but they'd always be burgundy you know, mm-hmm. colored top. So my, that would be my guess, but I, don't I would know. love for them to go back. But it, I mean, I, I, I don't know how far they can go back now because of the change of the name and everything yeah. like that, that, that uniform from the sixties, they wore, there was a great picture of Daryl green on the program of that, uh, with the uh, spear on the side of the helmet, uh, and those jerseys, that was a fascinating uniform. One day I would love for them to roll out in the old gold helmets. They used to wear with the R on the side. It was another great Washington uh, football team helmet uh, through the course of the years. But unfortunately, um, because if, I, I'm assuming if it has any uh, you know, uh, link to Redskins, mm-hmm. that they're probably not going to be able to use it now. They, got, they, can, they can use the players, but they can't use the uniform and stuff. So yeah, I mean, somebody I don't might know get how irritated. Yeah, I don't know how that's all going to work out. Somebody might get mad. It might Here, offend them. Here's one thing that I hope that – Whatever uniform tops that they, that it's easier uh, for an old man like me to read the names and the numbers well, from yeah. of a far distance because sometimes, uh, and and I've noticed it already again this year with the new uniforms, and it always used to drive me crazy on alumni weekend because they they didn't want to call it homecoming because ironically Ron and the Carolina Panthers came in and stomped their asses mm-hmm. uh, in twenty eleven twenty twelve for homecoming. Well, and, I mean, you know, there's um, this connotation that comes with. Uh, especially at the high school and college yeah, yeah, level, yeah, yeah. where oh, you scheduled us for homecoming. Yes. Look, that it's a the beatable homecoming opponent. date itself right. is planned years in advance. It's the leagues and the conferences that decide who you play when. So it's not like the school well, had and, a chance to say, and also, "Oh, we're going to play," you know, this team on homecoming. But also, to be fair, no other NFL team that I know of has homecoming. Oh, right, they don't. I, 
do, do you know of one that does? I, not, I mean, so they changed it to Alumni Weekend, and our guy Tim Hightower is working his ass off to make this a special weekend. I mean, they're having all sorts of cool things for the fans, for uh, a DC elementary school, what have you. They're having a parade out well, in front of They're FedEx. having a big parade on Sunday. I'm hoping not to get caught up in the parade. You might want to um, get there at like 830. That yeah, parade's I, at 1030. I, I mean, I you know, I got I got people on the Packers side I got to see. I mean, So get there early. You know, I, I got to get there early. I got to beat, you know, all that. Uh, and maybe I'll go out for the parade after. Whatever. You're going to get a, you're gonna get, you're gonna reserve your spot? You're going to put a chair out there on the sidewalk and reserve your spot? Uh, no, no. It's going to say, see Russell. No. No, I, I'm Do not. Do not touch. I, I, I'm not. I mean, I, I like the hog farmers and all that, but I'm not going to be, uh, you know, I'm not going to be along the parade route. Going to have your pig snout. Yeah, I'm not doing that. Chilling okay. with the hogettes. Um, I'm, I'm not doing that. Not wearing a hogettes uniform. I love all these people. I'm not doing that. Here, Here's what I am doing. I, I'm, I'm going to go see my buddies. Uh, Joe Barry and Matt LaFleur and uh, and Daryl Franklin and, and Kirk Olivadotti and uh, all the people wow, that I, I used forgot to, Kirk is with yeah, them. Yeah, all the people Jeez. that I used to work with and uh, all that. Uh, that's what I care about, <laughs> quite honestly. I'm just going to be totally honest. Uh, that's what I care about uh, in scene. But, but anyway, um, r- real quickly, I-, I would just say this. Like, they'll be, listen, they'll be. 20-ish thousand cheeseheads. I don't know if it will be what Philadelphia brought because of the proximity for Philadelphia. I mean, Green Bay has a lot of fans anywhere. And listen, the nation's capital is always a, hey, let's go see our favorite football team. But, oh, by the way, it's the nation's capital. There's plenty to see, plenty to do. Family trip, guys trip, women's trip, whatever. So... It's always going to be this way, but I hope, my sincere hope is that with Heineke and the shot of injection that you get, even if there's 20,000 Packer fans and cheeseheads all over the place, and, and again, there probably will be, so just expect that. My sincere hope is, Pete, that they give them something early to keep the the other side of the lower bowl, and hopefully it kind of extends into the end zone where they're engaged in the game, because of course that helps. You have a struggling offense in Green Bay, likely without Randall Cobb. We know without Devontae Adams. On the interior of their offensive line, they're a mess. Like, you want to make it hard for them. You want to make it hard for Aaron Rodgers to hear, think, operate, what have you. They're already struggling. You want to make it hard for those interior offensive line guys, Pete, to like be able to hear whatever signals they've got to hear um, so that they get off on the snap, right? Uh, you got Runyon, you got Myers, you got, uh, uh, you got Royce Newman, who stinks. Uh, I mean, Elton Jenkins was thought to be a really good like versatile offensive lineman, but I think the injuries last year has kind of knocked him down a little bit, but I, I'll reserve judgment. My point being is they, they they seem to be okay on the tackles on the exterior, but on the interior, they're kind of messy. And, and you want it to be loud and proud and wear that lower bowl because you can't count on anything in the upper bowl and the club seats, right? You want it to be loud where Aaron Rodgers has trouble operating. You want to make it more difficult, like, I don't know, a legitimate home field advantage. And in order for the crowd to not be angry, 
Like, they've got to get off to a good start. And again, I talked about targeting Terry early twice on the first drive, whatever. I'm not saying that that leads to points. We all know this team struggles to start on time, start early, not be trailing. What you don't want to be is down by 10 to a struggling offense going into the break. And here's where I'm going with all this. I said this on Twitter last night. I don't think it'll happen at halftime unless it's really ugly. Those seat cushions that they're giving out. Okay? We all remember we all remember the, the seat cushion game. Playoff game. Right? We all remember the seat cushion game. Those of you that don't remember, go watch it on YouTube. That was a joyous celebration. Is there any chance in your mind that Sunday turns out to be wreckage and a very unjoyous celebration with those seat cushions? I mean, I'm just going to ask. Yes. I'm not encouraging. And you know what? I think they want that to happen. The team? Happy yes. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to you too, Dan. I think Dandy they Dan. want that to happen, by the way. Wait, Dan. you want the team? You think the team? Yes. Wants people angry and hostile? Oh, I thought you their- meant I thought you meant like in, you know, oh, if no, 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 no. I'm talking about like I I mean, clearly if they win and everybody's happy and yes. whatever, maybe you get that as you a joyous that viral but, uh, moment. What, what I'm worried about is as the team's going off the field at halftime uh, yes. or at the end of the game or in the fourth quarter when fans are disgruntled, and, and they might not be. Maybe it's just maybe it's, is, it's, it's a good enough performance that they're not. Look, 55,000-plus 55, 55, at RFK, nobody was getting uh, sent down the river for you know throwing stuff on the field. You throw a seat cushion here, it's going to be easy to pick you out and take you out. What if it's thousands? <laughs> but but you're right, and I thought about that. What if it's thousands of people? I mean, it's harder to identify everybody in that right. sense, right? And nor would they try if yeah. that's the case, especially I, I if just it's worry a about, you know, with the way this franchise— Just don't throw it at the visiting players. No, it's no, no, no. not their fault. Well, don't throw it at any players, but, but, but he, here's the thing. And don't throw it. I'm not encouraging it. What I'm saying is I'm worried about it. I'm fearing that the way this franchise operates and the way things go around here, nobody is going to think about this. They're giving I, – I heard from an NFL source last night, sent me a text. They were absolutely over-the-top incredulous that they were giving away seat cushions. And some other uh, – they're giving away, like, NFT coins or something like that. Yeah. Right? They were like, are you bleeping kidding me? Oh, my God. They were beside themselves because and, – and I started – and he did not say this. But he watches everything from afar, right? And he knows. And he knows this organization. And he knows this fan base. I I then started to think, I don't know anything about an NFT coin. I don't know if it's a real coin or not. I, I have no idea. I started to think, oh, my God, could the seat cushions be used against them? The seat cushions are you are, are thought to be, oh, hey, like you get something for, for going to our alumni reunion game, whatever. Nicey, nice. Everybody feels good. Maybe a win. May, you know, whatever. Could it be used against them? And, and I, I'm sorry, I like I can't get that thought out of my head. I, to, I just can't. Let's go to the phones, 301-230-0980. Let's go to line one. Frank is in D.C. What's up, Frank? Good afternoon. Good morning. What's up, Frank? How are you doing? How are you? Wonderful. I have a... It's been bugging me. If they force Dan Snyder out of owning the Commanders... Now, we know the Nationals are up for sale. Can he go and buy the Nationals? 
Um, I would say the chances of that happening are slim to none, Frank, and here's why. I think you're going to get a Nats sale likely wrapped up by December. Dan's situation is not going to be wrapped up one way or the other for a long, long time. So you're going to have a new owner in place if indeed a sale goes through for the Nats well in advance of uh, Dan losing ownership, uh, if he does at all, of this NFL team. Correct. Because I think think the earliest vote, to Pete's point, the earliest vote, and Darren Haynes of WUSA 9 pointed this out to me last night when we did a little TV together. Uh, By the way, thanks to them. Uh, That was cool. Uh, that the owners meet the next owners meetings uh, where they could take a vote isn't until March down in, in Palm Beach. Maybe we should take the show on the road and just be there live in case they actually vote vote him out. So, mm-hmm. I mean, to your point. Now, here, here's the thing: maybe the learners don't actually sell the team, and maybe they say, "Ah, you know what? We were we were serious about investors or or whatever, or or maybe may, maybe we'll re-examine this next year. I don't know, and maybe then that could all add up. But somehow, some way, I don't think uh, Dan is getting into the MLB club. I, I could be wrong. But I'm saying it. if he got his, his lawyers and all that. And he could put a bid in before they even send him out. Can he own both teams? Yes, he can. There's nothing yeah. legally preventing so In other words, he, he can get the Nationals and then sell Correct. the Commanders. Co- Correct. Or he could... He doesn't have I mean, the I money the, to do that right now, right, though. Right. Well, that, well, that's the other part, is that he can't leverage... He would have to sell the Commanders... Probably first in order. I, I, I mean, I guess you could always leverage more, but I can't imagine how baseball would say, oh, you're leveraged up to your eyeballs on the commanders, planning on keeping the commanders with all the controversy and then approve him uh, in, in that regard. Appreciate the phone call. Line two, Greg's in Gaithersburg. What's up, Greg? Hey, guys. How you doing? Love your show. Thank you, Greg. Appreciate uh, you. Two, we love you, too. Two things. <laughs> two things. You were talking earlier about – Heineke had improved with his uh, hips. Well, you know, I coached baseball for about 25 years, and any real good hitters and good pitchers lead with their hips. Mm -hmm. The hips come through first, and the power is behind them. So if that's what they're working on, it'll improve his velocity and maybe even help his down-the-field throws as far as distance. Yeah. Because it makes a world of difference when when you torque those hips and come around. Uh, well, well, let me let me ask you this, right? Isn't that true? I mean, it's true not only for hitters, but pitchers talk about that all the time, right? It starts in the lower no, body, right, to get yeah. extra juice, extra velocity on their pitches, right? It starts in the lower body so that, A, you take more torque, more pressure off your elbow and shoulder, but also just, again, you generate more power going low to high or through your hips, through your legs, through your thighs, right? Yep. Absolutely. If you watch any good hitters or pitchers and you can slow it down, like if you pull it up in your phone, sure. everything follows the hips. And, and uh, you know, I mean, that's, that's where your power is right there all the time. So the, the other thing I wanted to mention, it kind of just irritates me. You know, I think, you know, I, I'm, you know, I never like wish bad on somebody like when's getting hurt. But the guy wasn't coming through, and Heineke is just a totally different animal. If you look at just his his upbeat upbeat spirit when he's on the field last year, even though he's getting his butt whipped and and chased down every play by defensive linemen, I mean he's always so upbeat. And and you know people are are really condemning him before he has a chance 
to prove anything. I mean, he's got his his full uh, slate of receivers. Hopefully, he'll have Logan Thomas, which he didn't have hardly at all last year. He lost McKissick for most of the season. So the, the weapons are there. So, you know, it, the, the proof will be in the pudding. But I think people are, are so early to condemn him uh, when he hadn't really had the chance to come through. But it was okay for once to come through who hadn't had a good last couple of years. Greg, Greg, you sound like Dr. Sabah times two. I like it. I like it. Yeah. Like it. No well, I, I just I just wanted to be fair. Yeah, you know? I, I think you're right. I think you're – listen, I appreciate the phone call. I, Pete, maybe I've been harder on Taylor Heineke than I should have been. I don't think it's just about – You're not lo- being hard. There's a reason why I got – here's the – again, we went through this – you know, with Satellionitis, we always go through this with backup players who leave. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why guys are backups, okay? 99% of the time, it's because there are 22 other players that are better on each side of the field, whether it be an offensive player or defensive player. Mm-hmm. Now, yes, every now and then, a coaching staff and a personnel group mess it up, okay? Yes, that happens. I'm not saying Taylor Heineke is going to be this team's, you know, Tom Brady. And end up being a you know twelve year starter in the league, but sometimes teams do mess it up. Ultimately, here's a second opportunity for him to prove that he can play in the league. But guys are backups for a reason. That is true. Listen, one thing they're going to play the best players. I promise you. One thing he cannot improve on, no matter how hard he tries, is his height. Right? Yeah. I mean, that's one thing that. They're going to sacrifice heel, here going from Wentz. In his cleats. Yeah, but going from Wentz to Heineke, the one thing that is indisputable is his height is an issue. It's, it doesn't mean he can't be successful. Drew Brees, Russell Wilson. Uh, again, we all understand that. But when you have your height compromised, which you cannot improve, along with at least the last time we saw him in a, in a big boy NFL game, a lack of velocity, a lack of arm strength, along with, and I think this is the one that, again, nobody talks about or very few people talk about, and I'm not trying to Barry Horowitz myself, but I know I'm right on this. Yes, you are. I know I'm right on this. You love Barry his Horowitz in antici- yourself. Eh, I, I do, but his lack of anticipation and his lack of timing was very noticeable even to me. But how does and that get was, better? Well, you have to play. Well, yes, which and and that is part of the reason why I think people are optimistic because he played 15 games. Uh, I'm sorry, he played 16 games last year, started 15, and now he started 16 NFL games just in this system, right? Here in Washington. But I would I I would also say like like you can improve your arm strength, you can improve your torque, you can improve your 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 posture, whatever. Um and maybe, but but maybe Pete, that helps cover up. Maybe strong arm throwing quarterbacks, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, whoever. Maybe they're late too on a lot of things, but because they have more zip, more zing, more velocity, they can make it up, and it doesn't look like they're late. Whereas Heineke, when you have the lack of zip and you're late, maybe a quarter second, maybe a half mm-hmm. second. It, it 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 manifests itself, right? So, I, again, maybe you don't have to improve it if you improve the other areas of your game. I don't know. I'm just – until I see it, I don't know. Our daily appointment with Paulie is up next right here on the Team 980 in the Odyssey app.
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. A little more than a half hour to go here. 301-230-0980. Baseball playoffs continuing to wind down. Championship series underway. Mike tweeted earlier about, you know, how I didn't include it. I, I only have 60 seconds to put that video together. I don't like to go longer than that. And didn't necessarily, uh, you know, put the baseball part on there. But there's no chance... The first hour of the show, we did Wizards, all first hour, and we had calls the entire hour. There is not a chance in Hades we'd be able to take an hour full of calls on the baseball championship series right now, despite the fact that there are former nationals all over the place, like you know Soto mm-hmm. uh, and Harper playing in the NLCS, uh, most notably uh, right now. So yeah. this, mean, is just, not a, this is not a good baseball town. It's a good event town. Right. People event, get fired up when the Nationals are really good. It's a good event town, yeah. but... You know, these guys don't play for the Nats anymore. Hell, these people boo Bryce Harper every time he comes to the plate. So if you think they're going to call in and talk about Bryce and Juan playing against each other in the playoffs, that's just not the case. And by the way, I'm rooting for Dusty Baker. That's not necessarily an endorsement of the Astros. It is merely an endorsement of Dusty Baker uh, because I want to see that guy finally break through. I think it's good. I think these are going to be good series, though, uh, to entertain you. Uh, for the ALCS and the NLCS. Let's go to the bottom of the list, our man, because he drifts into an abyss. Somebody gave him a number that they weren't supposed to give him, so he disappears on the screen. Our man, Paul E. Dangerously. What's up, dude? Hell to the W, man. Hey, hey don't give Rufio any more content to filibust, please. <laughs> keep, keep with the commanders. I I, I, mean, I saw your I snarky look, little comment uh, and post uh, over over there. I just retweeted it see, and answered you, Paulie. The problem is, and we think we know who did it. Somebody gave you a number they shouldn't have given you, so that you disappear from the regular screen. So hey, sometimes that, it's that, harder to find that you. That's all good, man. I mean, I don't mind listening to the other callers and everything. But hearing a man filibuster about some damn seat cushions for 10 minutes is like, I mean, you talking about seat cushions, man? I, 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 I wish Paulie would, would not only disappear from the list, I, I wish he would disappear oh, man, from the, the phone monster right I mean, now. I wish the phone monster I, would make man. him go poof. Sorry for trying to correlate one of the greatest fun moments to what well, is... See, that's the problem with this team. They're always trying to orchestrate something fake instead of letting it happen organically. It, all, it often happens in shot, reality. Man. It's called being proactive, hey, Polly. Let me say this, man. Will you stop, man? Stop. <laughs> hey, look, man. Let me say this, man. This is not, we know is your show. We well, well aware of it. Well aware of it. Uh, look, man. <laughs> you throwing my whole train of thought off, man. Hey, look, man. 
stop, man. This is not about Heineke. Heineke is not the savior, just like Brian Robinson was not the savior. This is about Scott Turner, right? This is about the the whole cross and wins problem was about Scott Turner, right? Scott Turner need to get his ducks in order. That's what needs to happen with this team, man. Yes, Heineke needs to play well. And like the previous callers, I've been saying it all week anyways, look, let's see if the man improved from year one to year two. He don't seem like the type of guy that rests on his laurels, especially when, you know, he was average at best last year. He struggled at times. He played like, what, a first-year starter. So let's see if the game slowed down for him a little bit. All right? But it's not just all – what I say in all offseason, because people, we talked about all this, complimentary football. That's what needs to happen here. We can't have Joey Slob missing kicks when it counts. We can't have the defense giving up 38-yard runs when it counts. Complimentary football. And I'm going to say another thing, too. You got to remember, Heineke's playing for a contract, too. I believe it's the, his, his contract's up at the end of the year. Yeah. So if he, he, if he doesn't have a good showing, you know, it, it's a good chance. You know, Ron and come back next year, they're probably going to get another quarterback, maybe not, or whatever, either way. You know, they're going to want to move Howell up to number two anyways. So he needs to have a good showing, you know, in these coming weeks. Because he's playing for a contract also, man. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. Waiting all this time kind of took the rest of my thoughts out of my brain. Oh, I got another thought for you. They say Carson Wentz is doing physical therapy by stretching his finger to a picture of Sabah. <laughs> Hell to the devil, man. Oh, Y'all man. be easy, bro. Y'all be easy. That's what you forgot? Jeez. God, get lost, Paul. Let's go to line two. Our man Roberto's hanging out. What's up, Roberto? How you doing, guys? Roberto! <laughs> y'all, y'all killing me today, man. Y'all kill me every day. Uh, this, this, show <laughs> like, this, this show in the morning commute might be killing me. Hitch don't lie, Chris? Yes. Really? Yes. A little Shakira, Shakira. What's wrong with a little <laughs> Shakira, Shakira? Listen, you know what we're going to get with the hits, though? Yeah. You know that favorite, your favorite, your favorite uh, uh, route is slat? Yeah, my brother. Because you can't hit that window now, bro. Uh-huh. Uh, so I mean, going to be right open for us to die. Yes, sir. I hope so. Yes, sir. I mean, I hope and so because Carson Wentz is. And he's going to have, and he's going to have a, 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 a options for the slant. You can run a double slant to the left with the one to the right and, and with the three, with, with three uh, receivers set. Man, who, who are you going to check? Well, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Roberto, the thing is, somebody – I mean, on every play, somebody in a situation like that with that kind of receiver deployment is going to have single coverage. The question is, can the receiver win the route, and can the quarterback deliver the ball on time? And that, those are two believe, those are two massive things that have to happen for that to be successful. Through that, but the thing is, if the quarterback has knowledge of the offense, he knows everybody where where everybody's going to be at. Uh-oh. The only problem with, with Roberto, yeah, no, are, are you in trouble? Are you in trouble? No, it's an ambulance. Oh. It's an ambulance. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the only thing for 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 for, for is that he knows the offense better than the other two guys, and he knows when. And he, the only problem with him was before was his his arm. So if he's working on improving that, 
we're gonna have a better a, a better offense, bro. I, I I'm I'm size. Right. You know, I am size. Appreciate you, Roberto. Have a good weekend, pal. Right. Thank you, you got it. Let's go to line one. Cliff is up next. What's up, Cliff? Uh, good morning, Commander Pete, Commander Chris. Um, I, I got uh, two different things. First, I'm going to start on the um, the um, Chandler James. I thought they said in the past that a person that owns a team can't buy a second team. Because when Milstein tried to buy the then Redskins before Snyder bought them, they told him that he couldn't buy the Redskins because I think he had some type of affiliation with the uh, New York Islanders or something in the past. And he wouldn't allow the Well, I think he, I think I could be wrong that the NFL rules have changed because, like for instance, Stan Kroenke, who we talked about yesterday or Tuesday, owns not only the LA Rams but he also owns the Colorado Avalanche and the Denver Nuggets as well. Oh, okay, okay. Now my second thing is about Taylor Heineke. Um, hopefully he get in there and he played good, but it was also told one time too that a quarterback. Cannot lose his job due to injury, and if if uh, Heineke gets in there and runs that offense very well, is that an indictment on Scott Turner because they're not properly coaching Carson Wentz up? And I sit back and listen. Appreciate you, Cliff. Um, I don't. I mean, is that is it an indictment if Taylor Heineke plays well compared to Carson Wentz? I, I mean. If they were similar quarterbacks, I would say, yeah, that might be an indictment. On who, though? The uh, quarterbacks well, or the people uh, well, that his, chose well, them? Well, his question was Scott Turner, mm-hmm. which a- you know, which everybody, everyone like, loved after the Jacksonville game and I guess still after the Detroit game to some degree, and now everybody thinks is like incompetent. But is that because of the quarterback and the offensive line that's been well, that, in a state of I mean, flux, or is it because of – what Scott? Is, I mean, Scott's trying to call the same plays he called the first two games that put up a bunch of points. Uh, I think I think the larger part of it is injuries and attrition and what have you. I think Scott has a stubbornness to him that no, that's that undeniable. I don't love. Um, so I can't say it's not on Scott. I, I mean. Ultimately, he's the one calling the plays. Ultimately, he's the one that's designing the offense and the game plan, right? Uh, clearly, a lot of you know other hands are involved in that. But my point being is, I don't think Scott is trying to sabotage this offense. No, I think Scott is. Not. I think Scott was trying to max out what he had, the skill set, the high end skill set in Carson Wentz. I think he was too stubborn to make the adjustments that he needed to consistently with Wentz. He did it at times, but consistently. That's at least the way I feel without being able to have him explain everything to me. That's just the way I feel. Little's got the last word today. What's up, Little? Hey, gentlemen, good morning. What's up, Little? Hey, thank you for taking my call. Yeah, man, I want to compliment on uh, Roberto. I think, hey, look. You make a good sense, man, because Heineken know the offense, first of all. And I looked at some little past past games he had. He got his releases a little quicker than um than we think. You know, a lot of times he throw the ball going back before he plant. So he kinda like know he anticipates very well with the mm-hmm. offense. One more thing going back to Mr. Snyder, man. I I'm gonna take you back for a little bit, man. I'm I'm gonna tell you something. I, and I really I really was upset 
when that rascal walked out on that field in them Dallas colors. Do you mind? Could you imagine George Allen making doing backflips in his grave, man? That's the kind of disrespectful kind of stuff this man is doing. That the history of everybody he see he wants everybody to see this stuff, and I think he's kind of disrupted about how the past was, man. Because I can recall Duke Snyder and all them, and the Boscalos and the Costellos, and even Mr. Garfinkel. They all sit on the side of the field behind the bench. You know what I'm saying? And for some reason, that's where all your popular people was that was close to Jack King Cook. Now, Jack King Cook wasn't close to Mr. Snyder. Daniel Snyder far from what I'm, from what I'm understanding. I'm, I've been around for, I'm 61 years old, been around. Now, he was close with George Allen. That's how he was able to get a box, period. Of luck. He couldn't get a luxury, on the luxury side of the field. Though. So, therefore, the Snyder kind of took it upon himself to bring in Allen. Now, what kind of wrestler going to turn against the man's son? He turned against his son, man. So all this stuff he's doing, man, I'm telling you now, I, I'm sitting back just waiting. And you know what's going to come after him? The football guards, gentlemen, because he's being dirt, very disrespectful, man. I'm out. Y'all enjoy the day. Stay blessed. Stay up. Appreciate it a little. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, it's uh... – Look, I mean, there's there's just nothing, there's not much that is savory to talk about, you know, unfortunately, from day one. Even in some of the, whether you believe everything in those pieces that have been written, you know, Dan hit the ground running, aggressive, a go-getter, wanting to do things, wanting to change things as an owner. And unfortunately, that that when you, and I learned this a long time ago, and sometimes it's a tough lesson, when you want to be a young go-getter like that, and you have all these great ideas, and you you try to implement them at the sacrifice of others, mm-hmm. that's not always the best process. It's not always the best process. I learned that at a very young age. And, you know, it's, it was probably one of the better lessons I learned uh, about early survival in this industry, certainly working as an administrator uh, at that time. So, you know, uh, and, and I'm not sure... I'm not sure the people that have that type of wealth ever look at it from that standpoint because they've got that wealth to fall back on, that no matter what they decide, they've always got the wealth part. So it's not like they're doing anything wrong. They don't see that. Dan hasn't seen a lot of the wrong that he's done from a football perspective. Grant and I were talking about this yesterday, and I said to him, I said the one thing that Dan could have done throughout this entire stretch, the name all that stuff. This team is still called the Redskins if they're a good football team. This team is still called the Redskins if they're a good football product. But he didn't have that distraction. He needed that distraction because if your team is playing well, if you're if your athlete is pl- if you're playing if you're an athlete that's kind of a sketchy dude, but you play good football, good basketball, good baseball, good hockey, soccer, whatever. We tend to look the other way. We tend to give you more chances. Unfortunately, Dan could never get that part of the distraction correct. If he'd have had that distraction, I'm telling you, this team is still called the Redskins as we sit here today. I can't I can't conclusively dispute that. I just don't I don't know if it absolutely would have been enough, but to your point. It sure as you know what would have gone a long way to helping. 
And because there wouldn't be so many angry, disgruntled right. people trying to get Dan. Right. Dan you know. could have just sat there and taunted Mike Wise. Mike, it's great you keep doing that, but I'm not changing the name. Because mm-hmm. remember, Dan did do that at one point. Said we're not changing the name. Mm-hmm. But then, because the football product had deteriorated and all of the off-the-field stuff, it created the perfect storm of Dan having to do things that you know made things, tried to make things better. One of that, one of those things, was giving up one of the one of the historic names. In the National Football League, because as I still say, and I know the Indians changed their name, but there's still the Chiefs, there's still the Braves out there, there's still the Seminoles, they're still doing the tomahawk chop, no matter how many people say, oh, that's disrespectful. They're I mean, the Noles haven't it. been great for quite a while now. Yeah, but that's still a, I mean, it's an but, iconic yeah, brand still. Right. Still not in as college bad football. as what, what the... This there is, there is no, into. there is nobody telling the Chiefs change yeah. your name. There's nobody telling the Braves, the World Champions, change your name. Yep. There's nobody telling Florida State change your name. They're not. So, you know what do the Chiefs? What do the Chiefs and the Braves certainly have in common right now? They win. They're winning a lot. Three zero one two three zero zero nine eighty. Dumb dumb of the day is next right here on the Team Nine Eighty. But first. Chris has a look at what's trending. Right, the commander's just about to hit the practice field. As a matter of fact, they're loosening up right now. Yesterday, John Bates, Diami Brown, William Jackson III, Logan Thomas, Carson Wentz, of course, and Jonathan Williams all did not participate. But the good news, as we've touched on throughout the show, John Dotson was limited along with Sam Cosme, Tariq Castro-Fields, and Percy Butler will get the injury report for day two of the main practice week. Uh, for Green Bay, Randall Cobb and Aaron Rodgers both did not practice among a group of four. Uh, yesterday at Lambeau Field. Packers, Commanders, 1 o'clock. Our game day coverage right here on the Team 980 and Odyssey begins at 9 a.m. and, of course, continues throughout the game and on your way home from FedEx Field where the DOC will be taking your calls. Will they be angry calls? We will wait and see. Tune in and we'll find out together. Meanwhile, the Capitals looks like they're going to be without Connor Brown for a while. Uh, he might have to go on long-term IR or just IR. Uh, he's definitely going to miss tonight's game, along with Evgeny Kuznetsov, who is suspended for tonight's game in Ottawa. You can hear it, 645, the pregame with John Walton and company over on 106.7, the fan in the Capitals radio network. And the Wiz with a season opening win, which we detailed in the 9 o'clock hour, the entire 9 o'clock hour. Wizards fans, if you missed it, hit again the Odyssey Rewind or the podcast, Team 980, theteam980.com. Just go to Russell and Medhurst, and we took all your calls and broke down the Wiz as they won in Indiana. Host Chicago tomorrow night in the home opener right here on the Team 980, and that's what's trending. like instrumental differentials of some of these songs it's amazing what people turn them into it's good piano play there did you ever play the piano when you were a kid no you didn't have to take piano lessons no i took keyboard it was so funny i took keyboard yeah in uh, high school as an elective because i thought it was going to be like how to type on the keyboard for right. a computer it turned out it was 
keyboard to like play piano and organ. Oh no, kidding! And Miss, I K- would have thought what you thought. God bless Miss Mrs. Kale. She knew I was an athlete, and she goes, she goes, Mister Manhurst, I'm going to make you perform in this class. This isn't going to be just like coming in here and spending 45 minutes, you know, looking at a looking at a book or looking at a a playbook or anything. You're going to have to actually play the piano. And I was like, oh, Mrs. Kale, what are you doing? So I did learn how to play, you know, the C chord, the D right. chord, the E chord, all that other stuff. And what so did it get you? I got a C. Nice. I survived. But what did it get you moving forward in life? Anything good? Uh, not really. Okay. Not really. Yeah, I am not the piano man, I can tell you that. Sing us a song. You're the piano man right now. The big fella has a very interesting <laughs> dumb dumb of the day. It's time for Dumb Dumb of the Day on Russell and Medhurst. Ah, yes. Dateline, Maricopa County, Arizona. This one sent to us by our buddy Alan Lapore, who just happens to be an account executive here at Odyssey DC. You should uh, contact him, reach out. If you'd uh, like to to sponsor this segment, you can contact Big Al Lapore. Just DM Uh, him at uh, Alan Lapore, uh, 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 L-E-P-O-R-E. So we try and give credit to those that help us out. Uh, and this one I did not see until Alan pointed it out. GOP candidate running for Arizona College District's governing board, whatever that is, in Maricopa County, Arizona, was arrested <clears throat> on a charge of public sexual indecency. Whoa! Pedro, do you want to guess what public sexual indecency Uh, This certain GOP candidate, Randy Kaufman, was arrested for on October 4th. You want to take a shot at this one? He was trying to have sex with a goat. Uh, No, but, I mean, he probably would have been better off. Nope. He was uh, arrested for public sexual indecency because he was allegedly, and we say allegedly, masturbating in his truck. But not while driving. That probably also would have been better than what he actually did, which is he was allegedly masturbating on the campus of Maricopa County's Community College, which happens to be right next to, right next to a preschool. Oh, what? So what happened was the Maricopa County Community College Police Department approached Kaufman, who was parked in his vehicle, and they saw him with his pants down. He appeared to be looking at his cell phone in one hand, the police report said. He immediately, uh, the police officer immediately was alarmed, uh, as anyone would be, uh, because uh, he was uh, pants down mid-thigh and he was exposed and uh, showing a very attentive part of his body. Let's just put it that way. He had a pistol pointing at him. (laughs) (laughs) We heard from Russell Wilson in there. Let's ride. That's what Mr. Kaufman was trying to say to the officer. Let's ride. Uh, So apparently he was so... Maricopa (laughs) County, let's ride. So apparently... Apparently, he was so caught up in the moment that he, 
that he didn't notice A, the police officer staring at him, B, that there was a nearby bicyclist and a preschool, again, right near him, where children were playing outside. Don't be a don't. And here's the kicker. He's a GOP candidate, right? We're getting close to election time. They can't remove him from the ballot. They can't remove him from the ballot because it's too close. He said, quote, I bleeped up. He told the police he worked as an officer with the Arizona Department of Corrections for 27 years. What has that got to do with pulling your pants down in a parking lot of a school? He said he didn't know there was a preschool just feet away. He was very stressed out. He pulled his pants down in the parking lot of a school. Yes. Uh, In a Facebook post in May, Mr. Kaufman said, ironically, quote, he wanted our children protected from the progressive left. Well, Mr. Kaufman, you should have protected the children from your progressive... I think I can say this. Pee-pee. Congratulations. You're Chris's dum-dum of the day. Dude, dum-dum of the day is, is equal. It doesn't matter whether you're left or right. Pulling your pants down in a parking lot in the daylight in a school when kids are you know, playing over on the uh, monkey bars. You know, the merry-go-round. Not cool. He was taking something on a merry-go-round. Not cool, my friend. Time to wrap things up here on a Thursday. It's time for the guys to give their closing arguments and hit the shower. Let's hear that final take. Technology is amazing. Many of you are consuming our product right now through your phone, your iPad, Alexa, you name it. Say, Alexa, play the Team 980, and in five minutes, you're going to get my boys Doc Walker and Scott Jackson on Burgundy and Gold today. However, in this age of Snapchat, texting, even emails are somewhat archaic based on the technology that we have. Last night, I watched a group of young women, and it was a very emotional time. Honoring the seniors at my daughter's field hockey team last night, I'm standing there because I'd never seen this. I don't know what they're doing because my daughter's a freshman. And every parent had to get up and say something about their daughter. And every young lady had to get up and say something about their team. And other young ladies had to get up and say something about their teammates. And they actually had to talk. There was no typing. There was no Snapchat. There was no texting. It was actually speaking in front of people like human beings. And it was emotional, man. None of the kids were mine because I got a freshman. But I'm crying with every parent that's talking every girl that's talking about their teammates and it was a joy to see props to head coach Cindy Gray and the program for actually making the young ladies speak about each other and it was a marvelous time last night that sounds like wonderful I'm just going to say a quick thanks to Matt Essig who did a great job yesterday covering uh, the uh, the uh, 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 check fraud uh, not check fraud che- <laughs> bounced check bounced check. gate <laughs> sorry uh, and thank you to all the media outlets both locally and nationally except you Fox Five ooh low blow there but correct uh, who gave us credit uh, for that story it was and our story to Mike in Pennsylvania and um, Drew and Drew in Rockville Maryland for uh, choosing our show to let us have that forum and uh, yeah so thank you 
everybody. And Ben Krimmel as well did a great Absolutely. job. Absolutely. Way to go, Benny K. For Matt, for Chris, I'm Pete. Doc and Scott are next on the Team 980 and streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.